Hi, this is Chris. And this is Elmi. And we know something about astrology. I'm a Sagittarius. Elmi is a Scorpio. Today is Sunday, February 26th. And this is for February 26th through March 4th. How was everyone's first week of Pisces season? Are you enjoying this mutable energy? Do you like the fluid, borderless feel of Pisces? <laughs> or would you prefer a little more structure? Are you feeling more sensitive, more intuitive, more daydreamy? Are you having trouble focusing? Are you dropping things, <laughs> spilling things? Are things falling on you? <laughs> Do you feel a little less a little less coordinated? Have you had any issues with your car or your phone? Any any electronics at all? Have you experienced any interruptions with your internet service? Mm. For me at least, Pisces season every year is a time when I experience some pretty heavy brain fog. My usual energy level, which is not all that high to begin with, tends to drop down a notch or two this time of year. And one of the themes associated with the sign of Pisces is the idea of surrender, surrendering yourself to a situation, surrendering yourself to a higher power. And when we're in Pisces season, there's a chance we'll feel a little more out of control. We might not feel like we have as firm a grip on things as we do at other times of the year. And that's why they also say with Pisces to just go with the flow. And as we know, there are personality types out there who are open to going with the flow. And we also know there are plenty of personality types who want absolutely nothing to do with going with the flow. They want things on their terms, and they want predictability. And Pisces just does not deliver with the predictability. If I may jump in here, it seems to me that the beginning of Pisces season in some ways feels like its own little Mercury retrograde. Yeah. I've had so many people asking, is Mercury in retrograde? And I think we're seeing overlap with electronics not working, miscommunication, little things like that. Does that sound about right to you? Does it feel almost like a little Mercury retrograde? I think so. And and just because Pisces, that's just not its focus. It's not focused on, you know, we, we run our lives at a pretty high speed. All of us have a pretty high pace of life. And, mm -hmm. and Pisces, when we bump up against that, is like, I'm not into this. I got to rush everywhere and be somewhere at once. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the reason that things don't go as quickly as we usually associate with. Plus, Pisces is, is sandwiched in between Aquarius and Aries. And Aquarius has the need for speed and is just super high tech mm -hmm. usually. And Aries, as we know, is just, again, very, very high energy, mm -hmm. very quick stuff. I always think of Alec Baldwin when I think of Aries. I do too. He is I an Aries. Um, so in between, we have Pisces. And Pisces, I think, is that time when the Zodiac or astrology is saying, hey, slow down, mm -hmm. catch your breath. And even if you don't want to slow down, Pisces will create scenarios that force you to slow down. It's okay, like, it's, it's so, just going to happen. So we should try to slow down. It's, that sounds like the advice for getting through Pisces. We should. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the idea. It doesn't always work out that way. Or again, life has demands on us or like we still got to show up, but we might be a little groggy or tired. But right. yeah, try to find that rest and relaxation when you can. 
also just try to laugh at yourself from time to time. It's okay to not get everything right all the time. I think mm. Pisces reminds us mm. of that too. Human beings are fallible. There's, That's a great note. The, the whole idea of perfection is a human invention. You know, right. life is what it is and things go as they're meant to go. Again, it's that wanting to control. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with wanting control. There's not anything wrong with wanting structure. Mm -hmm. That's great. I mean, it makes you feel empowered. It makes you feel like you have a little more, you know, control over things in your life. Who doesn't want that? Mm -hmm. We all want that. But again, Pisces is like, well, at the end of the day, not it, everything's in your power, man. <laughs> it's going back to what you were talking about, about predictable energy. And when it comes to predictable energy, we don't look to a planet like Neptune. Now, Neptune is Pisces' ruling planet. Mm. Neptune is not about predictability. If we want that, we look to a planet like Saturn. Now, Saturn is as steadfast as it gets, and nothing, absolutely nothing, can make Saturn waver from its steadfastness except when it's traveling through Pisces. Mm -hmm. Because when the great planet Saturn, which represents father time and structure, laws, duties and responsibilities, karma, limitations, when the great planet Saturn enters the sign of Pisces, even Saturn doesn't have its usual power to convince us that there are hard and fast rules, that we are separate from one another, that the systems we're working with are the best systems mm -hmm. and our only options. And all kinds of boundaries can be dissolved. And I guess what I'm getting at is that Saturn will be entering the sign of Pisces on Tuesday, March 7th. And we're already feeling this movement. So if this past week has been a bit shaky for you, if there were some surprises, certain things in your life, wearing out, breaking, those kind of things, flies landing in your water, your glass of water. That just happened to Almy. Right before we're going to get ready to record, yes. That could only have happened during Pisces season. Yes, only Pisces. Only time that could have happened, a fly landing in someone's water. <laughs> you know, on a collective level, this, this transit, this shift of Saturn entering Pisces, um, it's going to erode certain systems that are currently in place that no longer serve the majority of us. And I'm not saying the entire world is going to fall apart or anything right. like that. But certain systems that just, if it's their time to go, if they're just not doing what they used to do, they're going to go over the next two, two and a half years while Saturn is in Pisces. Because even mighty Saturn is prone to having breakdowns and a need to readjust things that are no longer working. And when is when Saturn is in Pisces, as it will be, from March 7th, 2023, through May of 2025, mm. certain systems, if they've reached that point of dysfunction, they're going to come to an end. Mm. Uh, the last time Saturn was in Pisces was January 1994 through April of 1996. Mm. And prior to that, Saturn was in Pisces from 1964 to 1967. Okay. So certain themes from those eras could be seeing them again in the next couple of years here. Saturn usually represents the old guard, and uh, it represents that sort of back-in-my-day mentality. And it can be really good at convincing us that certain things are set in stone. But Pisces' ruling planet Neptune reminds us that the only constant in life is change. Mm. So with Saturn entering Pisces, we will be seeing some big changes in our personal lives, on a national level, and on a global level. Wow. There's going to be a lot of movement, and this is not hyperbole, but there's going to be a lot of movement. And this placement of Saturn, Saturn and Pisces, does not favor the powers that be. So again, when we're dealing with shifts involving Pisces, they usually do come with confusion 
at first what and what might appear to be chaos or maybe it actually is chaos at first until we're able to harness those changes and channel them at some point but we have to hang in there in the meantime and for any saturn lovers out there if you are team saturn i don't want this to sound like i'm anti-saturn or something <laughs> i'm certainly don't mean to diminish tradition i'm personally okay with structure i like certain things that don't change i like things that stand the test of time but you know this is an important transit it's the end of a 29 year cycle that's how long it takes for saturn to go around the zodiac 29 years so even saturn's saying to itself well what have i learned on my trip around the zodiac this time and certain systems and structures will wear out certain things we used to rely on might very well not be there at the conclusion of this transit mm. The idea is that there will be better, more updated systems in place that make more sense for our present world, but changes or further changes, and granted, we've been going through a lot of accelerated change the past couple of years, mm -hmm. haven't we? But, you know, further changes are coming, and all I can do is encourage all of us to trust as much as possible. And I know it's a hippie way to put this, but trust and love, as simple as that sounds, those are some of Pisces' greatest strengths, mm. the ability to believe and the ability to love. Uh, Saturn always wants to know how much money is in your bank account and what dazzling achievements you can list on your resume. It wants to know how many followers you have on Instagram. That's Saturn. <laughs> but Pisces reminds Saturn that life is not a business. Mm. And then Saturn forgets that once it moves into Aries. But for the next couple of years, we'll be working with a reflective version of Saturn and a version of Saturn that is actually open to change and open to inclusion as as opposed to exclusion. So there you go. Have a great week, everyone. Enjoy the instability and lack of structure. And we will see you back here next weekend on Something About Astrology. <laughs> okay. So anyway, that's kind of some themes um, that maybe we're already feeling. Again, usually I kind of talk about the upcoming week on these shows, but I'm actually jumping ahead to the following week just because... This week, Saturn is going to be at 29 degrees, so we're going to be feeling Saturn all this week. 29 degrees is considered the critical degree, oh. and that's the degree that a planet reaches just before it changes signs. So any unfinished business that Saturn has for any of us on this particular Saturn cycle when Saturn has been in Aquarius, certain things could very well be coming to a head this week, definitely the following week, and definitely over the next couple of years. But um, you might also want to look back and ask yourself, how has your life changed since since March of 2020? Because uh, mm -hmm. that's when Saturn entered Aquarius in March of 2020. And now it's going to be leaving Aquarius in about 10 days. But um, how has life changed for you? And collectively, all of us have had some changes. March 2020 <laughs> is around the so. time. Yeah, I was thinking that was around the time we were getting like lockdown orders or yes. staying at home orders or whatever they yes. call it. And Saturn and Aquarius, again, Aquarius has that we need to think about everyone and include everyone. And when we're staying at home, even if we weren't thinking these things, we at least we're probably thinking, how is everyone else out there on planet Earth doing? I feel like Saturn in Aquarius was making us at least planting that seed in our head that we have to think about other people. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not saying you have to lose your identity while doing that or you have to give away all of your power or anything like that. Yeah. But I'm just saying be aware of other people and be aware of how many other people are on this planet, how we're all connected, and how we're all going through that at the same time. Mm. And this uh, Saturn's about to leave uh, Aquarius for Pisces. And um, again, a lot of there's just going to be a lot of changes, and hopefully for the best. I think they will be for the best. Anyway, enough of that.
For now, uh, I mentioned at the top that Almy is a Scorpio. She's been a Scorpio her entire life. And every week, I like to ask Almy a question to get her Scorpio take on life. And Almy, you just brought it to my attention that the Screen Actors Guild Awards are tonight. We can actually watch right. them. And as a Scorpio, who do you think is going to take home the big prize or prizes? Or who do you <laughs> think is going to win stuff? I don't know. What do you I don't know. I don't know. I, I know who I voted for, so I know mm. who I want to win, but I don't know if that's who actually will win. Mm. I Let me ask you this. Yes. As a Scorpio, if Top Gun takes home the prize for best stunt work, I think that's what it was nominated for, <laughs> yes. do you think the cruiser will be there to accept the award? Will Tom Cruise be on stage? Here's the thing. I don't remember if the SAG Awards actually airs that category. Do oh. they air the Best Stunt Award? They should. I don't know. They should because – so the SAG Awards, it's the Screen Actors Guild Awards, so they really only honor acting categories. That's why there's no, like, Best Picture in the SAG Awards or Best Director or Best Writing. It's purely about the acting. And there is a category for Best Stunt Work because stunt actors are some of the bravest, most badass people in the film industry and aren't properly recognized or paid, but that is a completely different subject. That's a different tangent. We don't have to go down there today. And there is no Oscar category, by the way, for stunt work at all, I don't think, which is absurd to me. There is one for the Emmys. And fun fact, the only nominations that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia has ever gotten in the Emmys has been for stunt work. Hmm, amazing. It's a good question. I would think that Tom Cruise would want to be there to support his film because it's a great point. So not only did he star in Top Gun, not only did he produce it, but he is famously known for doing his own stunts. So it's a good question if he will be there. And if they do win the stunt award, will he go up on stage with everyone? Yes. I, I'm going to say I'm going to say yes. I, I'll, I'll say yes. OK. Well, I hope you're right. And uh, one quick follow up question. Who do you think is going to take home the top prize for the SAG Awards, I believe, is the one for like the best ensemble yes. cast or whatever movie. Uh, and TV. It, and TV, of course. Uh, who you got for who do you think is going to take it home for best ensemble for movie and also for TV? I could see everything, everywhere, all at once getting mm, that. Yeah. TV is a little... I'm personally a huge fan of Better Call Saul, but I believe that there is another show that is sort of like the show right now. Oh, man, I don't know. Um, there's Ozark, but I don't think that's what I'm thinking of. Oh, um, the only other show I watch is White Lotus, I think. Oh, White Lotus is one of them. Barry. I think White Barry's now oh, a drama. Uh, I'm thinking... What about Succession? Succession, Maybe. yes. I think it could be Succession or White Lotus. Uh -huh. Both shows, White Lotus especially, has gotten so much buzz lately. I don't think Severance was nominated for Ensemble, mm -hmm. but Adam Scott was nominated. We'll see what happens, but I would say everything, everywhere, all at once. I could also see Banshees. Maybe, but it seems like there is a huge push right now towards the Daniels film. And it seems like everyone just really loved it and loved the cast and loved the creativity of it. So that would be my pick. Cool. Well, that's great. That's a lot to chew on, and hopefully it's a fun awards show. I think we'll be watching, or at least uh, watching some of it, for sure. Why not? It Why is not? In a first, it is streaming on YouTube mm. this year. It is streaming on Netflix's YouTube. Mm. And then I think next year it will be filming on YouTube on its own SAG channel. But So that's interesting, too, to see how TV is changing how we watch award shows, because everything is streaming lately. And I think I'm going to talk about that soon, not here, but on my Instagram um, with my picks for best streaming TV because there is so much out there and sometimes it's hard to find what's good to watch. But you know I love TV. You know I can't resist an award show. So mm -hmm. yeah, we will probably be watching it. Definitely. 
All right. Well, that concludes the Ask a Scorpio segment of our show. And thank you, Almy, always, as always, for sharing. <laughs> thank you. All right. So we're a little bit chatty today. I know I am. And part of the reason is because the moon's in Gemini. Mm. And that's going to get anyone chirping. Mm-hmm. Um, Gemini is very sociable energy, wants to talk, wants to express itself. We are using our words when the moon is in Gemini. It is Pisces season, though. So the Gemini moon doesn't necessarily get along with the Piscean energy. They technically form a square. But overall, you know, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday of this week, if you're not feeling the Saturn stuff, then then it's really all about the Gemini moon. So the week should get off to a pretty uh, active start. You know, people are going to be wanting to communicate with each other, reaching out, maybe too many communications. <laughs> you might be exhausted by Tuesday evening. But Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, it's just lunar aspects. It's just the moon, you know, meeting up with planets. And those are always pretty quick, fast-changing aspects. So we'll see. You know, it's just one of those things with Gemini and Pisces getting together. You might not be able to believe everything you read or everything you hear. Mm. Um, sometimes you got a lot of information flows in, but it's a little tricky to distinguish what is the usable information. Mm. But, you know, collect the information at least and maybe act on it, you know, towards the end of the week if things become a little more clear by then. By Tuesday night, the moon moves into Cancer and we might just want to stay home that night mm. and just kind of rest and recuperate if we have been especially active when the moon was in. Gemini. Now, Wednesday, Jupiter is forming a conjunction with Venus, and that's just a tremendously positive conjunction. Uh, Jupiter is a planet that just says yes to everything, just sees the positive and everything. Venus, of course, is the planet that, you know, wants to romance and love and all that fun stuff, the finer things in life. So they're both going to be in the sign of Aries uh, doing a, a happy dance. So Wednesday, see if you can feel any of that love and happiness during the day and evening. Um, Mercury is going to enter Pisces, and that is happening Thursday, March 2nd. And Mercury in Pisces, uh, it's technically in its fall when it's in Pisces. Uh, this, you know, Mercury is the planet of communication. Its home signs are Gemini and Virgo. But when it's in Pisces, yeah, again, communications can get even a little fuzzier. You know, we already mentioned being in Pisces season. We don't, we're not necessarily as reliant on words as we normally are. There's a lot of intuition, a lot of reading between the lines that can take place as well. That's just with the Sun in Pisces, but now Mercury is entering Pisces as well. So Mercury is also going to be conjuncting Saturn that day. And that could really bring things to a real slowdown. So I'd say like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, we might just be... Um, running at full speed. But as the week goes on, especially with that Mercury conjoining Saturn, that's really going to slow things down. That's probably the time where Mercury is going to say, hey, I need to kind of digest all this information I was processing mm-hmm. the last couple of days. Because Saturn's that planet, as we know, that just wants to just to know what the facts are. You know, it's just like slow down. Let's work with this and try to um, make some sense out of these things. Um, also Thursday, March 2nd, late evening, wee hours of Friday, the Cancer Moon is going to square Saturn and oppose Pluto. So that's kind of cranky energy. Or not even necessarily kind of cranky. It is cranky energy. So Thursday evening, Thursday is really kind of a, a, a wackadoo kind of day with, <laughs> with that Mercury entering Pisces, forming a conjunction with Saturn. And then emotionally, you know, with the Cancer Moon, which will already have us in a sensitive place, the Cancer Moon squaring Saturn and opposing Pluto is just like you might have this feeling of why is everyone being mean to me? You might just be <laughs> feeling a little <laughs> overly sensitive that day. So Thursday's a day. Watch for self care. If you need some self care, mm. my gosh, okay, 
take it. <laughs> Give okay, yourself be gentle to yourself on Thursday, is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, and try to be gentle with others. Other people might be especially mm. cranky that day, and, and it's probably that's where they're going to be coming from. So, But by Friday, the moon will be in Leo, and the Leo moon always reminds us of how awesome we are. It's a great night to party. It's a great <laughs> night just to go out there and have some fun, toot your own horn, you know, just be the best version of yourself, have some fun. But this week, again, I'd say a lot of Saturn, a lot of Saturn going on this week. Saturn's going to be at 29 degrees. Pluto is also already at 29 degrees. And those two planets are just, oh man, it's just, there's going to be a lot of transition. There's going to be the potential for forced change. Uh, Also potential for for growth. I mean, again, it's not always things falling apart. But Saturn always involves work, and mm. Pluto has a connection to death, death and transformation. So it's it's not Venus energy. Let's just put it that way. Mm, okay. So there might be some work this week to do. There might be some obligations. There might be some things you'd prefer not to have to deal with that you actually have to deal with. But um, hang in there. You know, we always get through this stuff. We'll get through it again. So thanks, as always, for listening. We'll see you next week. And I think Emily's going to take us out with a couple deep breaths. Let's take a couple deep breaths. First, get in a comfortable position that can be sitting down, lying down, whatever feels good for you. And let's just take a moment to drop our shoulders, relax, release any tension in your body. Let your jaw drop, unstick your tongue from the roof of your mouth, drop any tension in your forehead. And now that we're a little more relaxed, Let's take those deep breaths in and out, and you can close your eyes, and if you'd like to do so, close them now. Let's take that first slow deep breath in, and deep breath out. Deep breath in, deep breath out. And one more slow deep breath in and out. As always, we thank you so much for your support. We thank you for listening. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Something About Astrology or on TikTok at Something About Astrology underscore. We hope you have a great week and we will talk to you again soon.